0: Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games and the history, and it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds podcast, your official UWO Claire Blue Golds podcast episode four of the rolling with the golds podcast dan here we got nick on the other side he's Good still morning still alive from <laughs> last weekend's uh festivities uh, with everything going on with what football volleyball soccer everything was going on it seemed like everything was in action it almost seemed like
1: yeah between friday and saturday we had two soccer games home football game 18 volleyball matches up in mcphee
0: mhm Seen the the live streaming on 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 the Facebook uh, over there too with volleyball. So oh, it's always
1: a, a solid backup plan. Mm-hmm.
0: Did I see is is Lisa Herb like officiating? Does, is she doing? No, she's not. Okay, maybe I have somebody that looked like Lisa. I know or, or, what you're, you know what I know what heard? volleyball referee you're, okay. you're talking yeah. about. She no, used to be one Lisa. of my professors, so that's why was Lisa like, was oh, there though. Was she, she was? Like, it was okay. alumni
1: weekend for volleyball. Okay.
0: so Lisa was there and
1: much mm-hmm. of other alumni alumni were back and gotcha um,
0: yeah Well, I mean for football you had the 8 softball team too so it that was too. a lot of- that was it was a fun weekend mm-hmm. let's put it that way saw so a lot of I'm assuming students around town with their parents because they were wearing blue gold stuff all around town yeah it was uh it was blue gold welcome
1: week mm-hmm. so it's kind of the week that they you know officially kick kick kick, uh, kick off the school year mm-hmm. and you know because the week before or two weeks before is when the you know, the first year students moved in mm-hmm. to the dorms and everything like that. So there's a bunch right. of festivities all around campus and yeah, it was good. I think we eclipsed five thousand people at, at football, which was great. And, nice. Um yeah, it was it was it was a
0: blast of a weekend. It awesome. really was. So where do you where would you like to, to lead things off here, Mr or Mr. Hovind here? Oh, you wanna boy. I'm putting the pressure on you right now <laughs> because if we don't lead off with the right one, I'm sure you're gonna hear about it. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, you know,
1: that probably will. Although I will say, <laughs> um, just a qu- I just want to quickly start with this PSA for everybody: the Blue Gold Sports app. It's under construction right now. <laughs> All, All right. right? <laughs> so your phone's not broken. We know that it's not working right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, we we when we switched websites, um, we ended up going into a new deal and are actually partnering with our website for the mobile app. Mm-hmm. In doing that, we, under, we we apologize. We understand that you know this is like the prime time for people to use it, and mm-hmm. I mean, trust me, like I even try to use it sometimes, and I get a blank, blank, you know, app screen. Right. So bear with us. Give me like two three weeks. We're building it out with with the provider, mm-hmm. um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be bigger and better than ever. I can I can guarantee that. I've already seen, seen some designs, seen some of the cool tech that we can use with it going to blast this podcast right on the front page of it awesome and yeah it's going to be it's going to truly be one of those things where you know fans if they, if they need, need to look at a score like mm-hmm. it's going to be right there for you
0: beautiful believe me i've been down that road before too with apps and websites and streaming and, and all that stuff on there too and, and, so.
1: and, I, and i feel bad it's just one of those things where we really couldn't control it because right. we couldn't do anything with the app until our website got built out and mm-hmm. it was just so again apologize Bear with me. It's Blue coming, It's 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 coming. Yep, trust me. Absolutely. So. so, but yeah, I mean, we can we can start with football. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know, unfortunate loss at home, but man, our defense looked looked good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: keeping, keeping 18th ranked Beth, Bethel to only 24 points, like and only one score per quarter, like
0: right. That's that's, they made things difficult for them,
1: right? And you, and you look in the first first couple of games, like big plays were is what is what hurt us. We didn't give up many big plays, mm-hmm. and we kept to the quarterback. Again, right. six sacks yep. from the from the speedy defensive line. Like,
0: mm-hmm. yep. Coach
1: Gravel, Coach Coach Nystrom, Coach Becking, like they got these guys, the defense rolling.
0: Right, uh, bye week this weekend. Right, I uh, got I uh, got the off day, which is. Do you think that's a good thing? Like getting ready for for the Wyatt conference here, you get a little by maybe a little a bit of a regroup here, and then you hit that conference schedule really hard. 100. Mm-hmm. percent
1: I mean, you take some time to reevaluate. You know, the, the first three non conference games, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, you look at our non conference schedule; it's just as tough as our Wyac schedule. Right. Right. Bethel will make a run for the tournament. You know, they have to get past St. John's and the MIAC. Mm-hmm. Uh Coe could easily, you know, do some damage down there in the in the American Rivers Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, Concordia. They'll hang around, yep. Right, um, but yeah, and bye week is huge. Um, I know the team's going through some injuries right now, um, so kind of just get those those extra days right. off. And but yep. they're still they're still repping like it's game week. Like I ran into coach yesterday. Like mm-hmm. there, it's it's not a true like nobody's doing anything. So nobody's
0: really getting out of town because well you can't your students. So you know, you it's
1: class. Right Classes outside. still <laughs> happen.
0: Yep, exactly. So so.
1: But yeah, it it was it was fun. Um, it was nice to bring back the 2008 softball team mm-hmm. uh, back on campus and yeah. talked with uh, head coach uh, Leslie Huntington and and Robin a little bit afterwards, and mm-hmm. they 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 said that they just had a blast on Saturday.
0: Right. So it was good to bring all those people back, and can't believe it's already been what 15 years over there, man. <laughs> I'm really getting up there in age now too. So, uh, but uh, when you come back, or when when uh, football does come back, they've got a road game against Stevens Point, uh, and then that's going to be uh, you know not to look too far ahead. But uh, that October seventh home game against River Falls right now is looking like a pretty darn good one.
1: It's it's going to be interesting, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I mean, River Falls is they're high and flying this year. Yep, and you it's know.
0: homecoming weekend too. So yeah, you it's
1: know. it's going to be. It's weird because it doesn't really matter who we play on homecoming, right? We played Whitewater last year and years Mm -hmm. past. We've played River Falls. It's it's just... I don't know if... I mean, credit to the fans who who show up. I mean, we had parking issues last year because there were so many people. Right. Which... Me personally, I hope we get to again because that just means more butts and seats. Exactly. And yep. but we, we the, the team just feeds off that energy, right? And they keep they keep things close so again. We were down to Whitewater by fourteen and a half, mm-hmm. and they were a top five team last year, right? So like, don't be counting us out just yet. Exactly. Actually, I kind of hope River Falls thinks we're like a an easy one, and we kind of mm-hmm. just
0: you know sock them in the mouth. Yep. Punch them right in the mouth. All right, love it. Uh, I do too, <laughs> man. Uh so we'll get to that. Uh, obviously, when it gets a little bit closer here, but just because uh, football has the bye week doesn't mean that uh, every other sport has has the bye week and such. Uh, right there, Mr. Hoven?
1: Yeah, it's it's another another week. I mean, we just keep cruising. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of away games. Um, we do have the one uh, one home game for for women's soccer against McAllister on Thursday. Everybody else is you know on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. Volleyball starting their conference schedule. Um. Actually, tonight they're okay. over in Menominee at Stout. So, Stout's undefeated right now.
0: War Pretty, on ninety four. Battle on ninety four. We use that for anything other than
1: <laughs> for anything other than football. Because yeah. football. So it, it's it's funny you mentioned that because like football, they have their trophy for right. for the game. Yep. Um. Soccer, women's soccer, does a it's like a, it's an axe, so it's battle for an axe. Okay. Um. But like other schools or other teams don't not really... I'm trying to think. I know volleyball doesn't do anything. Men's hockey doesn't do anything. Basketball doesn't do anything. Yeah. I think it's just those two that have a trophy. hmm. Would you like to see more? 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. Right. You know what I really think we should do? Because I know that they're getting... Stout's getting a men's soccer team. Mm. Men's soccer should, you know... Just some sort of rivalry. Right. Rivalry trophy or something. Well, we're talking
0: with the coach coming up here a little bit, too. Right. right? So maybe put the pressure on him for that.
1: (laughs) I think he could be convinced. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, but yeah, I mean, they had, going back to volleyball, they had a tough weekend. Um, You know, lost to Concordia, lost to Norbert. They just, I mean, you look back in years past, those two teams have just had our number. mm -hmm. It's, I mean, and it's too. I was talking, it's funny, on Monday, I was out at the country club for uh, our men's golf uh, tournament, and was out there with uh, Jason, and we were kind of talking about the weekend, and I was like, it's way too early to say that those are bad losses, because Norbert, they could easily win two games in their conference playoffs, Mm -hmm. and they're in the tournament, okay? That's not a bad loss if it's a tournament team. Same with Concordia. They're Mm -hmm. right up there. So, way too early to say that those are bad losses, Um, and I mean... You know, at the end of the day, not to look too far ahead, but you know, we can lose can lose as many games as we want, as, as long as we get into the Wyac tournament and then take care of business then. And
0: mm-hmm. right,
1: you know, it's kind of that it's kind of that that uh, Chip Schneider uh, track and field mentality of peaking at the right time, right? Like we we talked about with with him and his his athletes, like mm-hmm. they want to peak at nationals, right? Well, now, I mean, with with the with with the team sports, you know, you you kind of want to peak like right away. Right. You always want to play your best. Like when it comes into the situation that like volleyball's in, like, it doesn't not not the worst thing if you peak during the WIAC tournament and you know kind mm-hmm. of take care of business. Now the WIAC tournament's going to be crazier than ever because Whitewater's playing well. is still undefeated; they're number three in in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be not going to be a cakewalk through through our conference, but right,
0: it's doable. Yeah, absolutely. So got that covered. Uh, what else do we got on here? You want to give a little. Shout out! To- Shout out to women's soccer mm-hmm.
1: beating Warburg College for the first time since oh seven oh nine. Um, they've had a couple ties here and there mm-hmm. um, in years past, but I mean, talking with Coach, Coach Yango before Saturday's match, like he, it's one of those where he puts them on the schedule every year, and it's like it's just as big as a conference match. Like it's, mm-hmm. you, that's how they kind of, that's how they kind of, you know test themselves and right yeah elise panuski just hit an absolute rocket from like 30 yards out right under the bar like i was watching it on the live stream i was inside work, working volleyball and i was like i didn't think she was gonna shoot to be honest with you <laughs> and then she turns and rips it with her right foot and was like holy crap like that was that was awesome so um
0: yeah shout to good luck because we were talking about uh coach jango a lot last in the last episode so yeah you know just saying for everybody who hops on or we talk about it's usually good luck are we, are we good luck charms? Possibly, maybe more you, but
1: we'll, we'll see yeah. with, our, with our guest. I know he's got a couple of games coming up
0: right this
1: week, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, we'll switch over to, to men's soccer. I mean, just five zero against Beloit. Mm-hmm. I think they had like forty five shots or something like that. Hit the post like four or five times. So like easily could have been double digits, right? So they're rolling it. They're rolling it home two and zero on home turf, and mm-hmm. they got game tonight, uh, or no, game tomorrow. Um, against Crown College, away, okay. and then this weekend they head out to Madison and play Edgewood College. Okay, so nice. No conference schedule for them yet, but I mean they're still in the thick of things. They still have got you know staying all off on their schedule and, and mm-hmm. some other big ones. So right, it'll be
0: they they just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you want to talk about the the outing, uh, quick, uh, or did you have something else you wanted to hit up first? Yeah, so we
1: had our the forty seventh annual. Which I say annual, even though we didn't host it during the COVID year. I'm still using annual. Yeah, you, people can fact check me. I don't care.
0: I say first annual all the time, just to mess with people. So <laughs> okay, that one,
1: that one, I have an issue with. That's I just do a it just to just to mess with
0: people. I always say <laughs> <Great>. that. <so.
1: laughs> um, but yeah, we held fourth uh, four seventh annual uh, Blue Gold Booster Club golf outing out at Wild Ridge yesterday. Had 132 golfers. Nice. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a great event. Um, things things ran smoothly. Uh we changed things up a little bit this year as far as silent auction and raffle and it went very, very well. Uh quick couple shout outs. Um Jake Munger and Ethan uh Bupanga
0: each had a hole in one. Nice and it was it was funny. No, you said one of them that's like their second hole in one? Did you say somebody already had a hole in one before?
1: You know, now that I think about I don't know if Jake has had a hole in one or okay. not. I was talking with him afterwards about it,
0: but we know Jason does because he was bragging about it last time we talked. Right? You're, you're, yeah, <laughs> just casually like just says, "Yeah, I've had what a the couple." heck, man? <laughs> um, but yeah, he.
1: I I, I know Jake. Jake's a very very good golfer, and he golf's around here a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, Jake Jake hit it um, on number eight, and Ethan hit it on seventeen, which. I don't know who's who's golf with me but 17 I absolutely despise. Yeah. Can never land it on the green. So mm-hmm. props props to you Ethan, but yeah. <laughs> um it was it was funny cuz we were we were we were chatting with the committee afterwards and like we haven't had a hole in one in like ever ever. And so like there really wasn't a prize or anything for, for somebody that got a hole in one. And So it was just like, okay. Add that to the list next year of you Now
0: know, you know when as soon as you add it though you're never going to get another one. As long as you have a prize, you will not have a hole right, in one. Right, but,
1: like, if we dangle something over people's heads, like, what if I said, hey, $1,000, you get a hole in one.
0: You coming? Well, yeah. You get, like, four chances at it. Yeah. I don't know. Four four chances? Well, There's four sp- par threes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I see. You. So every par three, too.
1: Oh, I mean, sorry. It could be more if you can drive the green. I can't. I don't know. Maybe you got the muscle.
0: I haven't seen you golf. Depends on the hole. Depends on the hole. No. Buck fifty, yeah, I could drive the green. You didn't say what what par. You just true, said drive the hole. True, I did say so, the hole one though. So yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, that was it. Was it was a great day. Um, shout out to everybody that, that came out and supported. Saw so many good corporate sponsors, community members, uh, alumni coming back. Um, mm-hmm. Had had all this. Had a bunch of student athletes out working the holes. Um, they were having fun. Um, saw the gymnasts making people do handstands. Mm-hmm. Was it early in the morning?
0: I'm assuming the weather was... I was actually in the Dell's all day, but I'm assuming the weather oh, was perfect for it because it, it was down there. It so. was gorgeous. Yeah.
1: It, it really was. Um, and years past, it, it started out nice, but then we've gotten rained down. Mm-hmm. I remember like three years ago, it just started downpouring, and the women's hockey team was on hole four, which for those who don't know is like one of the farthest holes from the clubhouse.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I ran out there with a cart and they're just sitting there soaked I'm like I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel so bad. But yeah, no it it was good. It was great. Uh softball was out there in full force. Did a little bit of title nine jeopardy with some people and Oh, nice. Ed- educating the community members yeah. and testing people's knowledge. Um had some had some good games and stuff like that um with women's basketball and the track track athletes. So, overall fantastic day and good. We looked to Look! Look out for it next year. We don't know if we're going to do it again in September, because um, we did did kind of push it back this year. But mm-hmm. look forward to it again next year. We're definitely going to, you know, try to beef it up and
0: for the forty eighth annual. Yeah. Forty eighth. Forty eighth. Oh man, good stuff there. Uh, should we get to to the bones of it or the to the meat of this yeah. conversation here? We know everybody wants to hear from Coach Holm. Yep, uh, Casey Holm. Uh, soccer coach coming up here. So, do you want to say something nice before he walks in about him?
1: I say something nice to him every day. Okay. I don't want to inflate his ego. Yeah. No, Casey's <laughs> great. Um, let me just say this: um, when we added, we added the three sports. Um, Casey was very similar. We when we talked with like, I, we we talked with like Rob and Patrick, and mm-hmm. I, I mentioned, you know, you're going to mesh so well with this group. I mean, Casey. It took maybe six months and him and his him and his staff just gelled mm-hmm. right away um he's been absolutely terrific um i worked a little bit last summer with him um and some other uh side venture that he does that we can c- kind of chat with him about okay um but he casey has been f- just awesome always checking in making sure that everybody's doing well and um i mean pretty good success in his first three years right, right.
0: yeah Especially when you're, like, building a program from scratch, right?
1: Right. And, like, that's that's the thing that I, I don't think people really thought was going to happen right away. Mm-hmm. He probably knew it was going to happen. And so, yeah, to make make the tourney you know, first, you know, yep. and, and to win a tournament game, yep. probably could have won two to make it, you know, even further. Mm-hmm. Lost in PK shootout, which right. I'm not going to touch I remember touch on we because... were talking
0: about that when that happened, you know, after the first year, too. So how impressive a job that was.
1: I'm not a so. fan of PK shootouts. I'm just going to put that out there.
0: Okay.
1: I same with hockey. Hockey
0: shootouts, get rid of them. You're you're, you're you might be in a minority on that. Maybe I, for which I, one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Either hockey. I know.
1: I, I know for a fact. I'm not. I mean, Okay, maybe I am in the minority.
0: Because <laughs> it doesn't add the drama to it that people want. Maybe right. just from fans, but not but actual like. But my but my
1: take on it is it's not. It's not replicated of the actual game. Right. Right. So for It would ho- be like
0: in basketball to have a three-point contest, right? Right.
1: Yeah. So, like, for hockey, like, when do you – when other than, like, shootouts, when do you see that thing? Well, it's a penalty shot. Penalty shots rarely occur. Mm-hmm. So why are, you putting, why are you putting a decision of a win or a loss based on an event that rarely occurs? You know what?
0: You're just ruining the ending of one of the greatest sports movies of all time, Mighty Ducks D2, with the shootout with Iceland. I'm just saying.
1: That's youth. Okay. Let the, <laughs> let the kids hey, let the kids do shootouts. They want to try to be Gretzky or, or Datsu, like by all means. I love shootouts as a kid, don't get me wrong. Right. But in like the, the professional world or right. in like the college space, like
0: yep.
1: just play three on three.
0: Yeah. You don't you don't want a field goal kickoff in football either. Okay. Maybe that <laughs> that
1: could be cool though. With how much hate kickers get. Mm-hmm. Put a little, little bit more pressure on them, and yeah. they could be, you know, even bigger heroes. Keep
0: moving it back or to the side a little bit there. I'm just saying, like it's a little horse action for like basketball or something. I don't know. <laughs> we could <can> just <sighs> like create our own sport. We should basketball, <laughs> right? It's oh, like the movie boy. Basketball. So, all right, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll chat. Ca- uh, chat with Coach Casey after these quick words. With a Royal Credit Union checking account, you get endless ways to bank, save, and spend. Royals checking accounts offer all the benefits you need, like no minimum balance, no monthly fees, and
2: customizable real-time alerts. You'll have access to our free online banking and mobile app,
0: so managing your account is easy. We're in your neighborhood, on your phone, and here to help. Open your checking account with Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash
2: account. insured by NCUA. Where do you go for great burgers, drinks, and fun? Wahlburgers inside your local Hy-Vee. The Wahlburgers and Hy-Vee stores have a large menu, including a kid's menu, plus a full bar. You'll find the classic Wahlburgers favorites, including Mark and Donnie Wahlberg's favorite burgers and Chef Paul Wahlberg's famous tater tots. Plus amazing appetizers, sandwiches and salads, and delicious shakes and desserts. For a great meal on the go,
0: check out Wahlburgers at Hy-Vee. The season is upon us for Wisconsin's favorite sport. Join Mux Bar & Grill for football game days while tackling their mouth-watering burgers, golden Wisconsin white cheddar cheese curds, and loaded Bloody Marys. Mux Bar & Grill in Madison, Wisconsin, Dells, Eau Claire, and now Plover. And we're back with episode four of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Nick, I will have you introduce our guest in studio right you're now. put me on the spot. Well, you're sitting next to him, too. Ah, so. uh, well. And he's staring you down to make sure it's a good intro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't make it too good because then every other coach is going to expect the same thing. Right. <laughs> I just have to keep building. Um, yeah, I mean, like like we had said, uh, bringing on Casey Holm, head men's soccer coach uh, in his third year here. Um probably one of the most down-to-earth and just caring and loving people that we have on this campus Um, meshed so well with with our department when he first came in Um, him and his staff have been absolutely phenomenal uh, from a human side of things and I've also had quite a bit of success uh, on the playing field too so Mm -hmm. coach welcome to the podcast
0: thank you Uh, wow blessed to hear that intro really (laughs) appreciative (laughs) well casey we appreciate you uh coming by i know you're you're pretty busy in season and and all that sort of stuff too so uh you know i guess first things first to kind of get things going so everybody kind of gets to to know your background here a little bit can you kind of give us where you're from and maybe back to your playing days high school college you know kind of give us a little bit of a uh, i guess down a trip down memory lane at that point
2: oh man we're getting nostalgic now um (laughs) Born and raised in Rapid City, South Dakota. Okay. Uh, moved to Pierce, South Dakota for kind of the elementary, middle school days, and then out to Hudson, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. For the high school and beyond. Nice. Um, so you
0: were a part of like the Oakland Memorial <clears throat> Hudson rivalry and all that. Too? Very much so. So yeah. that was,
2: uh, you know, thinking back on that. Coming to Eau Claire is a little bit weird with the, that rivalry. Yeah, and I finished my teaching degree at River Falls, which is weird because that's a, <laughs> that's a rivalry type situations. And then you know, I guess with that nostalgia piece, now all that doesn't matter in any way because you know you're you're just working and growing and yeah. loving loving where you're at.
0: Kind of weird how life kind of takes you sometimes too. Absolutely. So where did you go? Because you played in college too. Yes. Uh, where did you go? Tell us a little bit about that. Um. So Started off kind of you know family path
2: brought me back home t- to start a program which was uh, Dakota County Tech kind of I-, I had been coaching before that so it was just an opportunity to recruit my own team and play and uh, Cam Stolt kind of gave me my start there and it was a brand new program then I went to Upper Iowa and okay. left there and went to finish my teaching degree at uh, River Falls in doing so I-, I always knew I wanted to be a high school coach so uh it gave me the opportunity to start at north st paul high school at that same time transferring back home
0: okay so did you ever imagine though that you would be coaching college or anything like because you just mentioned that you know you always wanted to be a high school one did did college ever enter your, your mindset no no i mean it,
2: it it's kind of just a weird path i started you know when i was super young just on the riding lawnmower thinking about how what i could do with my brother's team it was like mm-hmm. two and a half years younger dad and en- ended up like coaching that for a little bit so that i could coach and then got into the club ranks and then it was just coaching club and then i was well I, I i could do this for a while i want to go coach high school which meant oh now i should be a teacher because that's what high school coaches are right teachers you know. so started in there and then just one day was had had a fair amount of success in high school and one of my really good friends who started off uh with me tom pier was just like you should you should go coach at St. Thomas. They're looking for a coach. And I just kind of laughed, but went right downstairs and looked it up and then sent Coach Lowry an email. And I don't know, a few hours later, I was in his office and he's like, all right, let's do this. And got my start into college coaching. And then this job came open and I wasn't sure if I was necessarily ready, I guess. But uh, Nikki uh, convinced me that I should just throw my name in the hat and see what happens. And the mm-hmm. rest is history.
1: Uh, it's it's. it's- I mean, like you said, you didn't really, you know, kind of see yourself as a college coach. But, you know, during your high school coaching days, you know, state championship own the, you know, the winningest, you know, the best winning percentage from 2011 to 2017 with North St. Paul. And then you transition to St. Thomas and you hold a cumulative record for your time there of 58, 8 and 5. Like the success just kind of traveled with you. It, it's it's pretty you know remarkable to see that was that something that you know you kind of expected or is it is it always kind of you know or where were there kind of bumps in the road a little bit of where you know success didn't come that easily Hmm, that's a good question
2: I would consider myself one of the most competitive people in the world uh it's hard you know I've got some little girls at home and we're doing activities and you need to let them win so that they see success. So they'll still want to do things, but I never let them win.
0: One of those, like, Connect Four or something right. like that. And I, I'm i doing that with my six-year-old, too. I struggle <clears> with that a little bit, too. And then he gets really upset right. when he does lose, you know. <clears throat>
2: it, it's so hard because when you are that competitive, you're overly competitive at everything, you won't stand for less than winning, I guess. Mm-hmm. So... Been extremely blessed to have amazing mentors in my life since I was young. Obviously, my parents, uh, tons of really good coaches that that set that background. I just connoisseur of of all sports, Mm -hmm. uh, watching people do well and then gleaning pieces off of those. So the bumps in the road, I guess, in terms of a club career, I've never really had too many bumps, whether it's me personally or coaching wise always just found success and maybe that's just how I see the game uh coaching high school the first the first year I took over North St. Paul hadn't like won a game in like 10 years uh we we had a five win season right away um we had like no players that played club so digging in there and I think that really set me up kind of for the future because I was a 21 year old kid who who didn't know anything other than what he thought he knew so having those mentors in place that that taught me it's not about me it's about everyone else Uh, and then that growth mindset of just adding new things every single year to make make things better and I think back to those days when maybe the first two years weren't the best but in Minnesota you can train every day from June 1 to like August 1 so I didn't get Paid for it, but I knew that it was going to make the program better. So mm-hmm. we spent two hours every single day all summer long training those kids, finding them summer programs, uh, and just making it better and better. And then finding kids in in rec programs, and that that'll lend to Justin and Tyler Oliver, who uh, now just took over Hamlin and St. Olaf and had great success. They uh, I found them in eighth grade in a in a rec league and you know, then coached them after that, and then one was a Mr. Soccer for me, the other one could have been in the same exact vein. Uh, That that was like their eighth grade year that year, the next year when they came in as freshmen, I don't think we really started losing ever again, Um, and it it was just kind of finding kids, building players, adding new things to the program, and that's kind of what we do now here at Eau Claire, is like each year, I swear I just had this conversation the other day with our staff was like what else can we add to the program year one we started with this year two we added this year three we added this and
0: it's just again that growth mindset that continues to build winners Mm -hmm. you know nick maybe you can kind of answer this one here too but you know you talk about building and you've got a background of building you know creating these clubs or organizations and you're kind of doing that with this team Kind of three years ago, Nick, when you guys were looking for this, was that a, a big thing that really stood out to you with, with Coach Casey? Here is his experience with building a lot of these clubs or organizations, and then bringing in a brand new team here.
1: 100. percent, especially with his role with you know with the the, <clears throat> the Hudson Soccer Club, and then um, you know the Saint Croix Legends, um, which we can touch a little bit on a little later. Um, it, it it truly was his. I mean, his resume. From top to bottom, was like this is this is what we're looking for. Somebody's well established. Somebody who knows not only knows how to win, but knows how to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can't really see somebody's work ethic through a resume, but within the first three weeks, we all looked at each other. We're like, this guy's got it. Like mm-hmm. this is this is the, this is our number one pick. This is who we wanted. We're we're in such a good place, mm-hmm. and we're just going to see how you know see how it see how it goes. That's the thing is when we added the three sports we didn't necessarily believe anybody was going to you know come out of the gate screaming hot, right? Mm-hmm. Like same with you know when you when you hire a new coach, you usually give them a little bit of time to get their own kids in and you know stuff like that. I mean, your first year how many fr- I mean, you, was everybody a freshman or did you I mean, you had a couple transfers, but you were a fairly fairly young team and you ended up winning 15 games
2: yeah uh that first year we had a couple kids that were on campus which is always nice so in terms of their true freshman season they would have been freshmen i guess because they would have, they were sophomores but covid technically set everyone back a year during that time anyways so theoretically i think we had one sophomore on the entire team like age eligible well not technically age a little but like Great eligible sophomore, mm-hmm. uh, who had one season. It was a transfer from Saint Thomas. Otherwise, yes, every single other player was, in a sense of playing season, was a freshman.
0: Wow, that's even more impressive there too. So I got to ask, Coach, where did so your passion for soccer? You know, you mentioned that you multiple sports, but where did where did it begin for for you with soccer?
2: Um, I, I I guess my parents would would tell the story of how probably they. I, signed me up for soccer, you know, rec soccer, you're like five years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dropped me off, uh, you know, on the side of the curb because everyone's pulling in. I run over to my team, it's the first game. They come over and it's uh, after getting over there and the coach is like, your kid's great, He scored like five goals already. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, from that point, it was just, you know, I just really enjoyed it. I remember my parents, I, I don't know, like the next year or something, the, the coach left the clipboard with my parents. They took over we we had, like, Ninja Turtle cakes and teaching positions and stuff like that, which was super neat. I mean, I, I grew up playing baseball. I grew up playing basketball. I played football, mm-hmm. uh, ran track in high school. I did all of those in high school. I loved every second of it. My, my parents literally probably gave up their lives to follow us around. Um, I remember in South Dakota, like, eighth grade year, it would, it would be football right after school. And then my dad would grab me and take me over to soccer practice from five to seven, get done with that. We'd be over at baseball from seven to nine and just, just the grind. But it was so much fun. So enjoyable. You can think of, throw my mom under the bus a little bit here, but I remember years where she'd be like, you can only have, one football game a week, and we'd be like, but there's Thursday night football, there's Friday high school, there's Saturday college, there's Sunday. You know, we got to watch every game on Sunday, and then there's Monday night football. So, like, how's that going to work out? And it's just that passion for sports. But the soccer piece, I think, really came to light more in high school. Um, Had some good coaches and just just fell in love with the game. Um, Still obviously played the other sports, but it it was just Mm – a choice of i felt more comfortable and that coaching piece really kind of took on that was where i was like 15 16 coaching my first teams by myself and it was just like this is what i want to do this is what i enjoy and i always knew that coaching was my passion and mm-hmm. where i wanted to take things
0: you mentioned the, the high school and as earlier we kind of mentioned you know obviously the hudson and memorial rivalries do you think a rivalry like that Kind of spark that maybe fire within you a little bit more too. Does it? Do you think that helps and maybe not just in your your situation, but in sports in general? When when you play in those kind of rivalries, does that get you maybe like okay, that deepens your passion for that sport a little bit?
2: Absolutely. I, I would say you know kind of a thing that has happened in the past in in the soccer realm is like they created some of these programs that take kids away from let's say high school soccer and say it's like a year round activity where mm-hmm. you don't get to play on your high school team anymore i think kind of like you mentioned that that passion for everything happened when seven o'clock hits and the lights go on and that crisp air yes yeah. in the fall and it's just playing for your city in front of everyone with fans that aren't just your parents is something special and i think every kid should have that opportunity and i really hope that you know our soccer yes i do there is a time and place for 12 months and all those things but those high school years you're super impressionable and mm-hmm. it's just neat and right. different
0: and something that everyone should have the opportunity to have so you obviously have a lot of experience you know with with clubs and, and building that i mean not a lot of people would take that time and, and dedication that pat and have that passion to you know be involved with <clears throat> excuse me building these programs what was there something like you know, sometimes you'll hear, hear stories, maybe with your grown up or, or whatever. It's like, you know, what I didn't have this as a kid, so I want to make sure others have this as a kid, or anything like that. What what was it with you, or what kind of drove you to always be involved in like creating a lot of programs and and, and that sort? Of, and you're kind of smiling right now, so I'm wondering. If I, you I can have the it, yeah.
2: answer. So it's it's <laughs> funny. I mean, if my brother listens to this, I'm gonna throw him under the bus. Uh,
0: we grew up. Not. I mean
2: not necessarily having video games for a while but then once we did I have a little bit of an addictive personality so like once you get started with things you go so I always played like Madden or mm-hmm. 2K like Love to play those kind of games but the problem was all I would ever do was, was play like the career mode and I, I would play for a little while and then I would start over mm-hmm. and, and rebuild something else and I just would accessorize and type in their names and just wanted to create and build and my brother'd be like, Why aren't we not just playing the game? Can we just play the game? I just wanna play the game. And for me it was it was the building piece that that was really like that that foundational part that I just loved and just wanted to do. We would have our baseball cards in the in the backseat. We would drive for hours or it was like three hours anywhere in South Dakota and I would just re accessorize and redo the teams and and redo a new fantasy draft and things like that that would Mm -hmm. I don't know. Set my foundation for wanting to always build things.
0: Yeah, that God. That reminds me so much when I was a kid too. You're right. I'd simulate the season in Madden. All I care about is trades, free agents, and draft. Absolutely, same. <laughs> yep. That was just me all the just time. Just see what ludicrous team you could mm-hmm. you could make. Oh, yeah, definitely been there. One hundred percent. I love that. I always, that's yeah. I would barely even. I don't know if I have how many seasons I actually finished just playing without simulating. Same. It, so I barely <laughs> yeah, ever. Absolutely.
1: Played <laughs> um. So kind of within that um, talk a little bit about your role with um, you know the St. Croix Legends and you know the USL2 because you know, I know you've made made a lot of progress with that and have some big up and coming things um, I was very fortunate to work with you a couple summers ago um, and we, we traveled up to Canada and stuff like that but it kind of serves for those who don't know uh, the USL2 program is very similar to like uh, the summer baseball like, like the express here okay. in town where it's it's made up of a bunch of college kids um all you know playing the sport that they love at a competitive level level but it actually has some ties to the professional level
2: yeah i I mean i guess kind of to backtrack that a little bit massive shout out to nathan klinecki who uh, is executive director of st croix uh he grabbed me as a kid 18 19 year old uh taught me how to do things right I, i remember that first year i was a brash 18 year old you know coaching kids thought i knew everything and he, he was like, there, "There's a right way to do things, and there's a wrong way to do things. You, you, can, you can either do it on your own, or you can do it with everyone." And I mean, that that's stuck out in my mind for a long time, and that's that's helped build, I guess, everything for the next 18 years after that. Uh, USL two. So I've been coaching at Saint Croix for 18, 19, 20 years now. Um, been a f- front runner on some of the better teams there. The next level would be that USL 2, where it's kind of that pre-professional, highest level of amateurism. However, you can have guys that get paid to play as well. Um, The big pieces, we we added it a couple years ago to to help the youth pyramid. So youth kind of stopped at 19. What do those kids do post U19? Uh, When they're in college, it's usually men's league. Now it's a much higher level men's league representative of, of those those top-end college kids that are trying to make their way into whether it's the MLS or above USL 2, there's USL 1 and then USL Championship where they're paid year-round contracts. So there's 122 USL 2 teams mm. and we have one of them. Uh, it was our second season this year. Year 1 kicking it off, uh, I mean, Nate kind of put me in charge. I've been general manager of it uh, I ended up having to coach it the first year, <laughs> which wasn't ideal simply because then our Eau Claire kids can't play on it. Um, year two, found a coach uh, to take it over so that that way our guys could all play. Uh, they were all supposed to play year one, but ended up having to pull them off because I was coaching. In that first year, it was awesome. Got to work with Nick. Uh, I got to travel to Canada. i uh, play against a couple teams that uh, have been there, done it, done it well for a long time. Uh Speaking with those guys, just gleaning different things off of them on how they do things, taking those things back to what we do here at Eau Claire has just been super special and very helpful mm-hmm. in that uh, in that learning realm, always adding things, wanting more. Been very neat. Uh, currently, our USL2 team has had a 17-year-old, was named one of the top eight uh, youth players in the country uh, this past year, which was very neat. With uh Nathan Donovan, who is our Eau Claire striker, uh, was an All-American last year for us, uh, headlined the team kind of as a forward, was their leading goal scorer. Uh, super fun, very excited kind of for what the, the next steps of that look like, yeah. and what we can do with that, where we can grow it. Uh, traditionally speaking, we're predominantly just a Minnesota-Wisconsin-based team, but looking at adding more and see if we can get players kind of a little bit more across the country and Mm -hmm. build on that
0: how would would you say like you mentioned wisconsin minnesota you know is there you know probably some people are assuming well how many good soccer players come from from that area you know it's like summer's only like two months out of you know the the year in wisconsin do you think it gets a little underrated in terms of some of the prospects in, in this area
2: Yes and no. Uh, I mean, we do our best within the area to to play year round. It's a little bit tougher, uh, obviously with Sonitex coming in here specifically. It's gonna it's gonna add another indoor venue, right? To to get more touches on the ball and do things. Uh, I mean, with within the area, there's domes, so so playing those five months out of the year <laughs> indoors. I mean, it's a grind. Sun's down. You're wandering into a dome. It's like, oh boy, here we go again. But Yes and no. We we have the athletes. We have the same clientele as everywhere else. We don't necessarily have the field space in the full year round that we necessarily maybe need mm-hmm. because of where we live. But, I mean, we have found success with players that live uh, right. around here. So I, I think it can be done.
0: Absolutely. What do you think is a... Uh you know when it comes to soccer maybe a misconception non-fans have or people maybe who don't know that much about what are you laughing at over there nick Uh (laughs) i think i know where you're going with this and i can't wait to hear his answer uh just like you know a misconception that maybe like fans or or non general fans non-fans of soccer have about have about the game (sighs) uh i would say the
2: highlight piece goes to last night last night i was in milwaukee recruiting um a dad's all excited he has his son with him mom comes in i think the kid's probably seven years old uh it's got two daughters the mom had never seen a like real soccer game before so he's like trying to explain to her you know about the game the mm-hmm. rules so they, they've they've got like a three-year-old girl and a five-year-old girl sitting there and, and he's just super excited explaining all these and i'm they literally sat right next to me i don't know why <laughs> but it it was just interesting because i don't think most people understand that there's so much more to soccer other than kick a ball score a goal run fast and maybe there's this offsides rule, right <laughs> and and that's that's about it he i mean she mentioned multiple times well i like it that everyone's you know running around and moving it's it's a lot more fun than watching baseball where they're all standing and uh I don't necessarily understand all the rules of football she said but i like watching football because everyone else does but yeah this is this is a different sport and uh and she mentioned that she wanted her kids to always be active so that was uh a part that obviously i think most people understand but the things that are are different is there's there's so much more to soccer than meets the eye there's mm-hmm. there's the different systems of play the ideas behind what you're trying to do uh one one part that he was explaining to her last night was she's like well do they have like positions and and do some people defend and some people like go try to score and he was he was showing her how there was certain players that were were sitting back and and trying to make sure that the other ones didn't score so i mean to to sum it all up i guess we take it very serious there's so many parts to Mm -hmm. it um we we think that successful coaches know a lot more and dig in deeper and Mm -hmm. Get the players that they think can do well with their what what their brand of soccer is, and I think the part that has made us successful at Eau Claire, and the part that you know, I've, I've recently got, I've, I've known the new Stout coach really, really well because Stout's adding soccer, uh, Stevens Point's adding soccer, and uh, River Falls is adding soccer. So Wag comes back next year, which is great, but uh, impressing upon them. And everyone thinks that it's easy to have success because we did it, and that's I think that's why a lot of people are trying to add soccer, is you need to know your style, know your brand, and go get those players. You can't just collect players because an all-star team doesn't typically win, and that, that's been proven amongst all sports or, let's say, U.S. men's basketball team, etc. It isn't based on an all-star team. A, a collective team with the same common goal in in an appropriate
0: system that fits them is how you find success. Mm-hmm. He just gave me the name of the title of this episode by the way, so you have to wait and see for oh. from that quote. Oh, so boy. that's that was a good one right there. So <laughs> um so one of the things that I've
1: when I first fell in love with with the game, um because soccer's definitely up there in my top 3 was back in high school um you know, kind of just just obviously playing it, but then first kind of getting into you know like the premier league the english premier league top end soccer um league over in england um i know this answer but like first off what what's your favorite what what's the club you support take it you stole one i knew from I, I know round. i know i know i i, know, I, know. I
2: support <laughs> liverpool i grew up uh you know you you have to make a choice um when you're young uh i grew up in the steven Gerrard era uh, Steven Gerrard, a center mid for Liverpool, legend. Oh, just love what he did with the ball. I wasn't necessarily a center mid like him, but I, his mind. His mind separates him from everyone else. He can see the game. There's like three levels to the game. There's there's the first level where you just make a simple pass. It's it's, it's reactionary. Second level where you, you already kind of see what's happening. and He could see everything that was happening three levels before, and I think that's why I love him so much is because he could just see the game evolved before it even came close to it, and I, I try to liken my soccer mind like his, I guess.
1: So the second part of that is, is you know, I'm kind of looking, you know, you see, you look at like football, like I'm sure our football coaching staff they they see something on you know whether it's within the college ranks or you know even in the NFL, oh that play worked, you know how can we kind of you know replicate that and add that to our playbook how much do you use you know professional soccer maybe not only just the english premier league but around the world how much do you kind of you know not only use that to your coaching style but also like stress to your players to maybe you know sit down and watch you know one match per week or kind of just to get involved with it and just to see how you know the highest end talent how they work and how they can replicate that into their game
2: watching soccer to me is massive and exceptionally important uh our opening meeting before everyone even gets there is do you watch soccer then what leagues do you watch and how often do you watch and, and in, in getting to know kids in terms of recruiting things like that I mean those are very important questions that we ask because their soccer knowledge their soccer brain is very important to what we can and can't do so I I feel very blessed Uh Nikki lets me have three TVs on the wall. Kids usually have the middle one. I got the other two. Uh, whether we're throwing up a college game and I'm scouting and we're watching something in the middle as a family and I've got my computer on my lap and maybe a professional game's on the other one. Uh, watching soccer is, is exceptionally important to be able to understand. Uh, one of my favorite people and in, in players, I guess, in terms of basketball, would be Kobe Bryant. Mm. Uh, that whole mama mentality, yes. talking about, you know, I guess in one of his interviews, he, he talked about how when he got connected with Phil Jackson, and how Phil Jackson made him watch film. And, and watching film, it wasn't just watching himself; it was watching everybody else. And then the more you watch, and all of a sudden the game slows down. And I I think back to like my soccer, and you know the nutmeg is is like a, a favorite thing that everyone loves to do. You put it between a guy's legs, and you, know, you hoot and holler, and it, it's great. But I think back to when I was younger. didn't necessarily nutmeg anyone but when i got older the game just slowed down i you could see people start to close you down and then like their body would open in a certain way and then you could just put it between their legs so the 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 game is very similar the more you do it the more you see it the more it slows down and you can see everyone else's interactions around it and, and you can manipulate everything however you want because of how much you understand.
0: Mm-hmm. Just a couple more questions here before we get to the fun stuff with lightning around here. You talking a little bit about it with uh, you know the Yac adding some more teams and and you mentioned the success you've had. Do you think with conference starting next year, you you, you guys will have a ba- uh, target on your back because of the success that you had? You've got these new teams coming in. You know you've got the the conference coming in. Do you think you'll have a target on your back? And do you embrace that if you, if you think that's going to be there?
2: I mean. Within the conference, I would hope that we would be towards the top. Platteville's had a quality team. White was had a quality team for the last so many years. We recently have gotten above them, which is which has been great. Um, I would assume the new schools, hopefully they can put things together quickly. I think Stevens Point's in a great spot based on where they're at and their soccer community around them uh, to draw kids. I would say we for sure should have a target on our bag. It would be the same as like if we're first starting, we're going to, point out that Platteville's got a great team and we got to go knock them off and mm-hmm. you know, everyone's got to give them their best game so I, I would hope so and mm-hmm. I, we, we welcome that we relish it and we're excited for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you know this happens I think Ever. I, I, I want your opinion on this whenever the World Cup happens you know there's always a debate about the U.S. programs men's now women's you know sort of thing there's one thing you could change. With with that with any of the program is there anything that like kind of grinds your gears or bugs you or something that you would like change when it comes to to like the world programs or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I, I think it. I think it is tough because and, and this is this is maybe counterintuitive because we are sitting here because of UW-Eau men's college soccer, but the college soccer piece is the one that probably holds things back a little bit. Um, I would love to see it changed to make it like a 12 month type thing where Mm -hmm. you can train kids. We lose about eight and a half months worth of development because of our college system. And it's interesting because yes, there are guys that are in the youth system that come out that are fantastic when they're young. However, there are guys that peak later in their mid twenties and are, are quality soccer players, but they're missing. So we have like our three month season where we can have contact, train them, work with them. Then we're off. We, now it used to be 16 days. Now we get 24 days during the spring to work with them, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So they have to go find their own development. And, and at Eau Claire, we feel like we, we have that USL2 where I can help direct them into that program uh, to give them more development. But in, in our World Cup-type system, if we aren't helping some of those guys who are in college, they're not at pro yet where they can
0: go year-round develop, then we're losing a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Did you have any more before I get to the lightning round there, Nick? I didn't want to cut you off or anything there, big guy.
1: No, I think, um, I, think I asked all the questions that I have for you.
0: All right, now the fun stuff lightning round. <laughs> it's the one hard. I've been waiting all morning to ask you is a two part. Oh, boy. Have you watched Ted Lasso, and how realistic is it? <laughs> I absolutely love Ted Lasso.
2: It's not even close to realistic. But I think the life lessons within Ted Lasso are phenomenal. Yeah. I, I mean,. Nikki and myself, I mean, we we couldn't wait for the next episode. Um, Just a down-to-earth guy who, like, cares about his players, and I think the lessons within that, about caring about your players and recognizing it's not necessarily about you, it's about everyone else, and the relationships within that are phenomenal, and I, Mm -hmm. I hope every coach watches it just for that and tries to glean those pieces off, and I mean, stupidly, I saw a lot of myself within that, not the dumb parts, but, like, The things that we try to do the 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 believe the i mean
0: all of it is is really neat i one of my favorite part is when he's doing darts and he does the walt whitman quote and i know everybody's like well did walt whitman actually say that i don't think that was the purpose of it all but you know i think you know which what i'm talking about and yeah barbecue sauce man so uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh okay favorite food oh man i have a ton of different favorite
2: foods I mean, as a as a coach, I guess you would have to throw pizza out there because I swear you get pizza like every away trip. <laughs> what's uh, what's the go to topping or topping? The the easy one is like pepperoni. It yeah. Makes it fine, but I like all kinds. I love me some barbecue chicken or some buffalo yeah. chicken or uh, Hawaiian.
0: Nice. Uh, so are you a thin pineapple or thick pineapple on
2: pizza? I know it's a debate. It is what it is. Oh, my wife. Let's
0: go. Well, oh, my wife's in your group then. You guys, so welcome you. Know. I'm I'm okay. I can't do it all the time. Once, Once in a, in a while, while, yeah, it's great. Once in a while. In in
1: my opinion, the sauce has to be right. And I know like agree being, with that. I know it's being very picky, but like if you can get it, like a good sauce that mm-hmm. like that's sweet and that's salty, like yeah. you, you can't
0: beat it. Yeah. Thin or thick crust. Thinner,
2: but not super thin. Thin, thin yeah.
0: Thin, yeah. Thin, yeah. I'm the same way. Uh so we mentioned Ted Lasso but what is your favorite movie Or and what are you streaming if you are streaming anything right now mm. uh, I've got a ton of favorite movies
2: so that one's hard I, mean, I was trying to convince the guys to watch Miracle the other day because mm-hmm. a couple of guys didn't uh, understand uh, some of the parts in there we, we have two guys right now that have deep thigh bruises <laughs> so trying to elicit a response out of that one yep. and, the, and they don't understand the background there it's yep. not easy uh, Streaming-wise, um, the girls at home recently have uh, found Survivor. So oh. we started at, like, season 24, 25, something like that. I think we're at 29 right now. So it's really nice. I mean, maybe an hour episode a night, kind of before we go to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up watching Survivor for quite a while there, and yeah. then you know, got away from it for a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, I just didn't have time to do any of that stuff. but. Uh, that's been a lot of fun you know yeah. rekindling that watching that competitive spirits uh, I think the cool thing is you know seeing their imaginations and like oh grandpa could build us that and <laughs> we could you know go to that do that kind of challenge it's it's it's, it's pretty neat who has been your biggest influence in your soccer life oh, there's been a lot of them I mean my parents fostering that that love of the game um, I've had great mentors I already mentioned Nate uh, high school coach steve Solom still around coaching uh, hudson right now um cam at dctc got me going there for a little bit it just i've had a ton of them my current favorite coach is be liverpool's coach uh, jürgen klopp I take a lot of uh his things and try to apply them to what we're doing
0: so mm-hmm. it sounds so i ask this once in a while but i got a good feeling you're gonna have an answer you have a favorite book yeah
2: i mean i was a teacher for like 12 years so the books i really loved the like young adult fiction you know because you, you got to have those conversations with the kids to like right. get them in so i love the maze runner books uh adult type books i like the compound effects um if it's like a soccer book probably the my favorite last year that i read was uh the messiah method mm. the famous soccer program that's done amazing so try and take things from what they do mm-hmm. so yep definitely
0: uh do you have the mama mentality book i don't but that is okay. one that i definitely would like to get that's to. on my bookshelf okay. up there i love it too so as soon as you said that Kobe and I, I thought of that right away definitely need to get in on that absolutely favorite uh favorite music uh, I love all kinds of music. I,
2: I think you know my assistant coach Matt Cross is fantastic. He just puts on all kinds of different music for me. But I would say my
0: favorite artist right now is Post Malone.
2: My my favorite concert I ever went to. Uh, nice. Knew that it was it was amazing. It, it excel.
0: Did you have any superstitions when you were playing, or do you still have some now as a coach? All the time. I, think. I mean, if, <laughs> if
2: you aren't if you aren't like <laughs> habit based routine, like have things that you do, then then you you probably got issues i guess <laughs> I, I mean currently mad a joke around with you that like if we lose i'm going to come up with a different pair of shoes so all, <laughs> there'll be a new pair of shoes until you know the next time that happens um i routines in terms of like before every game we got to go to jimmy johns or something I, not that anymore but like yes things things definitely uh, yeah. very routine or superstitious about a lot of things
0: like if you're in sports you have to have something like doesn't matter what level or what sport? I feel like you had to have some sort of habit, superstition, whatever we want to call it's just it. Just getting so.
1: that that pattern in your mind, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. if you you know you have a good game or you shoot a low round, like you want to you want to
0: replicate it. Yep. Favorite sport besides soccer?
2: Currently golf. Uh, nice. love golf. Um, I got to play golf with Nick in uh, Colorado. Uh, or no, uh, sorry, Canada. Uh, can't talk. Um, I theoretically shot my lowest round of my life with Nick. But the course might have uh, helped because they closed down some uh, tea boxes, so uh,
1: there's an asterisk next to that. There is year. an
2: asterisk next to that. My my most recent round was a 78, so I would say that's probably my best round ever. Uh, that's like a humble brag right there. Father in law, father in law says right. that I would have to, and pay just the way he says
1: to it, it too, yeah. like, gosh. <laughs> no, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were up in Toronto when we were, when we did our trip up to Canada and. They had turned, They it was completely like under construction. And so they had turned like two par fives into par fours and two par fours into par threes. Like, but again, you, I mean, you played well. I still day. played like, out of my mind. I was chipping in from the fringe. It was, and... it was nuts. It, it was, it was, it was, it was literally just like an off day where us and the, the rest of the coaching staff just went out while the guys, you know, did their own thing and just found this rinky dink golf course in like middle of downtown Toronto. And we had a blast. That's
0: awesome. So, as, would that be safe to assume that's kind of your favorite hobby, downtime sort of stuff? To is golf, or absolutely. So, yeah. I, on a picture perfect day, let's that's say my, actually my, a, my next question. So, my, my family <laughs> is out of town. So, I mean that that's
2: that's the passion. I'll hang out with them, but uh, probably be up on a golf course by nine, so the dew's off the course. I uh-huh. don't necessarily enjoy the, the yep. wet driving in this morning. I was watching all the golf courses and people out there, and it was soaking wet. I was like, oh, I don't want to be out there. <laughs> uh, do that. Uh, I have a boat on the St. Croix. Uh, enjoy sitting out on the boat, and then maybe end at a soccer game or two at night to try to recruit or just mm-hmm. glean
0: things and get better at what we do. Absolutely, yeah. I'm the St. Croix one too. Every time I go over there and I see all those boats there, I'm like, oh, that's gonna be so cool. Growing up in Hudson, right over there.
2: Uh, my brother was just out. He lives in Colorado from, uh and they they were out for Labor Day and on the boat. And we kind of joked around, like, growing up, would you ever saw that? think that i would add a boat
0: and just be relaxing and sitting out here he's like no not at all yeah absolutely uh so i mean you kind of covered a lot of did you have a lightning round question that you wanted to pop in
1: no he okay. answered the one that i had Sorry. because i know like cvg's your probably your all-time favorite player i was absolutely. gonna ask him what his all-time favorite coach was mm. i mean is it is it Klopp or is it somebody else it's probably mike shishefsky <laughs> there
0: you go Interesting. So a different sport, just because yeah. of the success, the
2: success, how he did things, the the mindset, his recruiting method, just all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, like I said at the beginning, all sports, I think you can glean things and take things, and I just love all sports. I guess. So
0: I gotta. I mean, we're we're gonna put you on the spot. Favorite football team?
2: I grew up as a Viking fan. You can't change it, so it is what it is.
0: Oh boy, can we change it? No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> baseball twins twins okay so i'm a minnesota, sports minnesota fan. Sp- okay we'll, we'll cover it all right there then Perfect. timberwolves too probably yep. Yep. all yep. right all right so favorite this might be kind of hard because of your resume but to kind of wrap it up here do you have a favorite soccer memory
2: i mean there's there's some good ones i i would say that 2013 state championship that ended in a P.K. shootout. <laughs> For those, Casey
1: was in the room when I was going off about P.K. shootouts, so that's why he put so much emphasis on that.
2: Uh, we It was 4-4. Our our last shooter um, was the kid that was the first kid when I took that job that I found as like a sixth grader and then took him through, let him shoot the fifth shot, and he buried it, and we won it. So I would say that that was probably. That's one. a
0: pretty cool moment. When Absolutely. You, when you look back at it, and that's how it played out. And, and that's got to be living in his mind. I mean, one of his greatest moments, I'd have to imagine. Too. Absolutely.
2: I mean, he brings it up every time I still see him. So yeah. It's it's pretty
1: neat. That's awesome. Well, Casey, it's been... Oh, go on. Did you? I just have one more. Um, oh, shoot. Do I, just, I have one more? Or did I lose it? Oh, no. Okay. So, we, we were talking about this. And with the YX starting next year, thoughts on getting a trophy between Eau Claire and Stout. The war on '94 doesn't don't necessarily have to call it that because I think I don't know if what the culture is right. and you know putting that in there. But yep. thoughts on a little bit of a trophy or something?
2: I mean, as a Gopher football fan and the little brown jug and all the different things, like I would thank love you a not, trophy. Thank you
0: for not mentioning the axe. Skyuma, I left
2: that be. Uh, <laughs> I would love a traveling trophy. I think that sounds like super fun. But I'll let like the athletic department sort that out, and I probably won't take the. Lead on that. I think he's
1: telling you to take the lead on that. I mean, I can. Hmm. I just the the I go gosh, two three years ago uh, for football when Stout Stout beat us at our place. Um, we were seeing him in the the, in the end zone celebrating, and one of the guys dropped it. And for those who don't know, it is a is a is a wood it's a wood plaque that's got the Interstate ninety four sign on it. Yep. And he literally dropped it on the turf, and the thing split in half. Whoops! <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll yeah. go something a little bit more durable. I don't know how crazy y'all are going to get when we do win it, but, yeah, we'll come up with something fun.
0: Good. I like it. Well, Coach, we appreciate you stopping by and letting us get to chat with you uh, a little bit and get to learn and uh, know, uh, know you a little bit more, too. So continued success, and uh, hopefully we'll get to chat with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. That's gonna do it for this episode of the Rollin' with the Golds podcast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Rollin' with the Golds podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. For Nick Hoven, I'm Dan Casper, and we will talk to you on the next episode of Rollin' with the Golds.